rapid fire question time. Go. Boom, boom, boom. Um, which would so one from Brian uh, that uh, I think is mostly for Sarah, Uh-oh. and well. I have an answer too. But is I have to genuinely ask: Do you ever pick up a book, spend a bunch of time reading it for reference for an episode, and then get frustrated because it turns out there's zero value for what you're looking for? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I figured I've had that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, usually the it's when I'm doing the clan deep dive episodes and almost all the clans in the old world have their first edition clan book and then the revised book and the amount of times I've read through the first edition book and anything of use I could have grabbed for the first edition book was just in the revised anyways. Makes me want to throw things because hmm. now and again the, 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 first, the first gen book will have like a, a little nugget of something good like the Venture birthday parties. That's so cute. It's yeah. so good. It's, I will cling to that forever. But it's it's good. Ninety percent of the time, it has been me reading the the first gen book, and then okay, it's like okay, now time to go to compare notes and revised. I could have just read revised. Fuck, that was two days. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> so I think now personally, I have such a soft spot. I have such a soft spot for first ed yeah. that I don't necessarily agree with that. But um, second, the revised edition is kind of what has rolled forward through most things, including like the current edition. It's usually revised is going to be more correct than the first edition. Yeah. That's and like the... even in W20 or V20 yeah. or whatever of the 20 editions, usually they're going with the revised editions. And yeah. so, I mean, it is literally a revision yeah. of those first edition books. Yeah, that's books. more, it's like, it's not, I'm not saying the first ed books are not of interest or of note or good things to have as like a storyteller in your backlog. It's more just, because when trying to write the clan episodes, I'm trying to make sure everything is tying from V5 into Old World. And a lot of the notes and things taken for V5 tend to be from like Third Ed and the revised books and things from like V20. Sometimes you, I read things in First Ed and go, why the fuck? Why did I do that? Ah. But, you know, cross-referencing your notes is good. And that's how you are a thorough researcher. So like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to be upset every time. <laughs> I don't do the homework. <laughs> we love you, though. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> you do other homework. I do other homework. Uh, Mumfrey999 mm-hmm. asked, have you all caught any hunters listening to your show trying to gain an upper hand? Yeah. Also, no. What are you talking about? Why would hunters listen no, to our show? I, I have. And the thing, the trick is uh, a lot of hunters are sad and lonely. So what you need to do is find their Tinder bio. And swipe right, and I've solved the problem. <laughs> I mean, the editor's right here. He's listening right now. Hunter is listening. Yeah, we I, caught a Hunter I, like 10, well, I, I more than probably, 10 years ago now. Yeah, I probably listened to these episodes more than anybody else, actually, because yeah. I edit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if they're not listening yet, they will be soon, wink, wink. Um, oh, my God. I mean, why would the amateurs care? The professionals are here listening. Yeah. Um, so we have another question. Uh, Witch Knight Black asks, what kind of VTM Chronicle have you always wanted to play, but just haven't had the chance yet? Dynamics, a type of Packer Coterie, plot theme, setting, unique concepts, all that good stuff. Dark Ages. Yeah. Uh, I have only gotten to play two sessions of a Dark Ages game, and I had made a Leannon, uh Bloodline Gangrel, like just full on Wicker Man, witchy, just batshit character. Fun. Yeah. And I was really keen on playing it because Dark Ages is where you start to see the seeds of modernity and a lot of big societal shifts that we will be dealing with in more modern games. And I liked the idea of playing a character that is uh, 
basically fated to die because we're going to conquer all of the the earth and I had wanted to really explore that and get into that kind of shit more and then that game fell apart and I've been like I I, I want to make a wicker man please let me do it please somebody let me play an unhinged witch please mm-hmm. I've always wanted to play um a like actually dives into like the other supernaturals and the weird stuff of world of the darkness like I've played a lot of games that are like vampire politics and society and i think that's really fun but um and i've there's always been touches of stuff like one of the games skipper and i you know the werewolves are getting involved the race may be involved Mm -hmm. but it's weird because i feel like on a high level as you read all this all this stuff kind of has to be on some level of awareness and i'm not saying play like the superhero super friends game where everyone plays a different supernatural and but like just like actually like what happens when the vampire coterie and the uh like fey court have a disagreement over whose land is whose kind of thing like i haven't done a lot of that inter um splat game Mm -hmm. where they are less like these are all just like threats or they pop up for flavor like an actual like we're getting involved in all these i would agree yeah (laughs) that's kind of where i'm at i've i love the political intrigue it's lots of fun but it's like that's not super what i'm into like it's i I dig it and uh, for like a session or two or for like a story arc it's cool but i don't like games that are fully just like court based political stuff like i like to get into shit you know what i mean i mean when i run excuse me and i i know i'll talk about this more in like future episodes but i really like to steal like kind of like gameplay styles from other games to throw into my vampire like okay this next mm-hmm. like couple sessions i'm basically gonna run like a call of cthulhu game where you're just investigating something fucked up yeah. or it's just like okay well you're not supposed to be here so you actually are gonna have to deal with like some either sneaking or combat like mm-hmm. there are red skulls on the names of the pcs oh, in this no. area yes um yeah do you- uh, i had one more game that i'm like i really wanted to play because i made this character and i wanted to play the game but the game never happened which is i made a thin blood mm-hmm. character oh, yeah. uh who is a forensic uh anthropologist uh like coroner kind of character and was stuck uh being uh was like forced to work for the camarilla and i was really excited to really delve into playing a thin blood character and what that actually means like uh, in the context of being in a game where everybody else is a full-blooded vampire mm. and i really still want to do that and somebody let me play a thin blood in your game please yeah. somebody please if we're going to that kind of answer i really want to play my malkavian that i gave for our and bonus npcs mm-hmm. um just that like primal like tapped into the weave or um what the cobweb or whatever you call it like borderline looking into like themes of like the internet and like we're 30 so years later how has that affected people like just being constantly online being constantly bombarded with thoughts and opinions that are not your own um and just like the that primal instinct versus like the never-ending shouting of others in your own head i think that could be a really cool character Mm -hmm. hell yeah i just want to play sergey I've, to, I have I'm played Sergey in two different games, I'm, and both of them were short as fuck. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. All right. I just want to play Luca. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm trying. Maybe okay. maybe we'll get a game going someday. Hell yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Hopefully. Um, so uh, next question is also from Witch Knight, um, who asked, 
Uh, which is one piece of lore that you've come across that you particularly disregard? Like one thing that gives you so much mental vertigo that you just decide it's better to pretend as though that was never said doesn't exist. It's not a fucking disease. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fucking disease. <laughs> For those that, who don't that's, know, that's it's a th- the, the, the Zemitsi uh, ah! <laughs> being a... Again, that's a theorem. That one's not even like a concrete one. It's part of the lore. One no, of, no, 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 no. It is a supposed bit. It is a potential. Was it in the book? One mm-hmm. of one of the books basically says it's true. No. I can't remember the name of it. And I also don't well, no. want to name people or the name of the book because there's a lot of controversy around it. The rumor is that the guy who wrote large chunks of the book kind of wrote stuff in there in spite as he was on his way out of the company. Um I think I know which one you're talking about. Isn't that the one that had the true uh, true Bruja? It may have been, but it's an early book. There's a lot of back and forth on it. I was not in the writing room, so I will not say for sure. But that I believe it... Actually, I will say the name of the book. I believe it's the old Secrets of the Black Hand book, um, which is where the virus thing first came up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people don't like that. that yeah, they just kind of went with it. Also, I'll go with it. Uh, Kathians, don'ts. I... I uh, I don't the, mind them. At, honestly, I don't mind the idea of Kathians, Kwaijin, the Eastern vampires are don'ts. I just don't like how they're tied into Saulot, the white savior. Yeah, there's a lot of the way that that was written because it was the 90s mm-hmm. and it was a lot of Western perspectives on Eastern culture, at least my understanding of it. There, I might be wrong and I'm missing a lot of context, but the way I've seen it played and handled is very just like, Mm, this is uncomfy. Let's just yeah. not. I, I love the idea. The like, ideas it's, are great. It's, it's the core a core idea is cool. Right. It's a really big bummer that there's just like a hole on the map of the globe. Like this doesn't exist because we literally can't acknowledge the books that are written for it. So like there just aren't vampires over there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, here's how I would fix it mm-hmm. is you V5, you core make them work like every other clan, and then you kind of pull a Hakata on them where you can buy up disciplines that kind of fit those themes and ideas, and they're all kind of one clan, quote-unquote, of vampires who have abilities that can work a little differently. Maybe you lean into, like, the blood sorcery or something like that, but you still make them normal vampires. They are not different because they're Asian. They are not... uh, Created by one white guy. They are just the vampires from Asia. They were also supposed to be vampires without sin. They didn't really have beasts. They didn't really have the clan curses. I I would cut that out or make that like, that's their theory. They think that that's who they are. Or there's like chunks of them that think that's not. There's chunks that don't. Um, And this could probably be a controversial one. Um, I, at least for me running VTM games, completely cut out the idea that God is real. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of, you know, the the Bible, yep. Cain and Abel stories being true, like all of that mm-hmm. being like, no, it is coded hard actual facts that angels are real and God is real. And mm-hmm. I completely nix that from any game I run. Oh. Yeah. And before I forgot, I needed to add like the way I deal with the don'ts in my game is I do the old world lore that it's like, oh, if you're a vampire and you go out there, you just don't come back. Oh, yeah, that's kind of how I handle, like, vampires dealing with changeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay if you interact with, like, changeling characters, but if you go into an area that's, like, really high into their shtick, if you fuck around too much, it just fades to black and you kind of just disappear for hours. Mm-hmm. And then you show up later with stuff in your pockets. <laughs> 
why do I have this bottle cap? Yeah. <laughs> See, I want to add more into that too because what, what Sarah said oh, about yeah. like the no, no hard proof that God exists. There's no baseline assumption that the milieu of Christian ideologies mix that was confirmed was ever confirmed. I think it makes everything a lot messier, and I think it makes a lot of the themes and ideas that Vampire tries to get into a lot less interesting when you have give them the baseline answer of, yeah, the big G's up there. Big G's and up there. Big I, G's up there. He's just decided uh, to be an asshole. Yeah, and I also don't acknowledge, because of that, that uh, souls are tangibly correctly a thing. I very leave that in the gray area of, like, there is something going on and it probably needs more research, but we don't have enough documented like phenomena and studies to like confirm this one way or another. So player characters, NPCs are going to have whatever fucking thoughts mm-hmm. running the gambit. Uh, but I, as the ST, I'm like, we don't know if souls are real. We don't know if God is real. We don't know about a bunch of shit. There's just phenomena that happens and you, you handle it how you're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's weird that vampire is the most like just, yeah, that stuff's cool. Like, at least from my reading, and I haven't read every book, but I, I did the Supernaturals of World of Darkness, and I'm probably going to do a part two as reading some of, like, Demon the Fallen. Mm-hmm. And even that doesn't seem to 100% confirm that God exists from at least my reading of it. They were in a really nice place. There's a war. They're not allowed anymore, and they think it was heaven, and they're dealing with that. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting, but there's that question in there, at least from my baseline reading of the setting. Um so it's we- I think it's weird that vampire is the most just like, yep. Um, so my biggest I hate this piece of lore isn't actually from uh, Old World. There's a lot of stuff that I think's kind of l- I leave out. But I think the biggest one that really pissed me off was in Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And it was when they switched everything over to the God Machine. Mm-hmm. Like So the God Machine was basically when they added their version of Demon the- to the game where Demon- demons were reality deviants. Angels were the creatures that built reality and kept it working. This The God machine. It's literally God is a giant mechanism that is all of reality. And angels maintain that. And demons are, for some reason, not a part of it. And they're trying to fight back and destroy it. Mm-hmm. It makes every single other supernatural in Chronicles a result of uh, reality deviancy. So it essentially overwrites the lore of every other setting. Yeah. And then they tried to confirm that that was true across all the different books. And personally, as someone who doesn't use demons or angels or find that very interesting, kind of ruined Chronicles for me. And I stopped buying the books because like in our Hunter game, it never moved to V2, even though we talked about buying like the updated rules. And I read that and I was like, never mind. I'm, we don't need that yeah. for our game. Like, yep. I don't need ever. I think it's cool that vampires exist and maybe it is because of a disagreement with God. Maybe not. I think it's cool that werewolves exist because Gaia, which is like completely non-Christian, is like trying to defend itself. I think it's cool that changelings are like kind of these otherworldly, like other dimensional beings who have kind of half merged with our reality. Like I like the, those ideas and I think the God machine gives you an answer for all that and it's not a very interesting one mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like it's hard to have a horror movie when you've seen the monster in full light so early in the movie mm-hmm. you gotta hide you gotta hide them for a second yeah or if not never show them and i think it would have been interesting if they hinted at that being the setting and didn't really do much with it but or like just slowly hinted at it across all the books and you're like, huh, and you, you know, you piece it together kind of like they did the new Ravenloft book mm-hmm. where there's a whole meta plot hidden in that book of what happened to 
the third, second and third and first, second and third editions of Ravenloft. Why is it that way now? Yeah. You got to read the whole book. They did something like that across the setting and slowly were hinting at that, but they pretty much changed the whole name of the system to the God Machine Chronicles, put out a whole book and it said, this is the truth. And it's like on the cover of half the books. Like that's not interesting. There's no revelation for uh, your players there. It's just like a. Yeah. Cause I had a chance to get that one and I was like, I don't want it. I did get the demon, the fallen one. Cause I was like, Mecca, what? Yeah, that kind of this seems part of the reason why like I don't give a fuck about the Matrix as a franchise. See, <laughs> same I, thoughts where it's just like, oh, reality isn't you know a bunch of these interesting metaphysical like questions and philosophy things. It's no, no, no. Society is literally run by robots, and you have to wake up, and then if you go to sleep, you can learn kung fu by downloading it into your brain. And I did. See, I disagree, but I recently really watched those movies, and it kind of goes in the opposite direction. Yeah. Uh, if you get into it, especially the supplementary material, it kind of, the first movie ends with like, yeah, this is all simulation, but then by, or then, then they break into reality, and then that's what reality is and all that. In the later movies, it's kind of hints that there's a lot more going on to it. And, like, in the real world, the non-simulation world, you know, people start using abilities and, like, it gets, it, it, it goes further into, like, Gnosticism and, like, some of the beliefs of that, which I find really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not faulting you for not liking it. I'm just defending oh. a thing I like. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, you're allowed to like these things and that's fine. Yeah. I, it's one of those, like, uh, I don't know, it's just... just there's a lot of stories where it's like, oh, if you pull the curtain back, like all the answers are just right there. And I'm like, I fucking hate that. It just is very boring mm-hmm. and not as something I'm too super interested in. Because if there is a definitive, like, this is the answer, then it it takes a lot of uh, autonomy away from uh, the story. Stor- well, not even stories, but like the characters. Mm-hmm. Because if there's only one right answer, then like every choice that any character has made in the story, uh, if it doesn't go to the answer, it's is wrong. kind of a waste of time. And I'm like, I'm cool. I'm glad I spent my two hours watching this. Mm-hmm. Dope. There's <laughs> also like a horror that you could just, you could explore in that, but I feel like that would have to be a very high end game of exploring. So, like. Yeah what it means to not mean anything. Yeah. That that's like that that's like what people would stereotype like a mage game being about almost like that high level philosophy of being like we know the answer the answer and it's not me. Mm-hmm. Man, that's just Which a is, mushroom trick. That's 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 just absurdism. You just need to read more fucking Camus. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> ne- yeah. Next question. Okay. Um so this one is from um Andreas 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is our uh, harpy. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And he asked, um, okay, so I'm I'm curious as to what you think. Um, maybe I just had a bad time, but usually there can be a justified reason for it. I appreciated when an ST gave me the option to embrace slash dominate, sorry, to embrace dominate slash demontation with more options. Um, going closer to the original disciplines, Incubus Passion, The Haunting, Silence of the Sane Mind. Um, for each of the subs, I have to spend experience as if I'm learning a new discipline, but I'm able to take those extra sub-disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of disciplines lost their shine in V5, but I still love the rules overall. How do you deal with that? Okay, yeah, because in I, old I, I world, get where he's asking. Uh, because there were so many different discipline paths and they had a lot of... Uh, different ways that you can like follow like the tree of how you're spending your dots and how you can build things. 
It gives the impression of there being a lot more choices because there's more concrete, like mm-hmm. uh, there's this ability that does this specifically, then there's this ability that does this specifically. Um, I kind of like the, the V5 system a little bit more because I don't feel like I'm getting lost in the crunch of, oh, if I want to do this thing, I have to specifically buy this particular discipline dot at this point and I have to buy, you know. There's a lot of inventory trees, it feels like, with disciplines in mm-hmm. the old world of darkness as a pair compared to V5, where a lot of things are written a little open-ended, but I think that's supposed to be specifically to allow room for player creativity. So I would say more times than not, if you want to do something that is not explicitly in the text of a discipline, but it's in the purview of that discipline, just ask your storyteller, like, hey, the power worked like this in the old world book, and it's very similar to how it is in this new one. Would you allow me to just do this? Yeah. 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 Because I also, like we talked about this earlier when I was talking to John, there's also like a lot of good like storyteller vault stuff that like, you know, as long as it's like well approved, like has reviews, a lot of times those things go through critiques to make sure they're balanced. And spoiler alert, as somebody who's read through a lot of them, a lot of them are stuff that's just came from old world and they just poured it over to new world. Mm -hmm. Like there's a storyteller vault that has the flaw amnesia. Yeah. I, um, uh, for a game I'm in recently, there is a storyteller's vault book that has more expanded blood sorcery that follows some of the old thaumaturgy paths a little more closely. Um, so that might be a good option. Like if you like, to have the more statted out crunch of like specific disciplines. You might want to just ask your table if they're interested in looking into the storyteller vault stuff and see what they have. Yeah, I would also unfortunately have to answer this by as an STO I would take it on a case by case basis. Um, I don't like it's kind of like with D&D, you know, you don't want to let players use any book that's ever existed. Um official or non but i would have make a player like all right can you explain to me how this works um can you provide me the material so that i can look over it before we use it and then you know um but personally like i know in our game that we played um you let us take like multiple dots from a tier um Mm -hmm. for the cost of that so say if i wanted to two dot dominate abilities i would have to buy it as if i was buying a second dot again yeah because when we were first playing v5 the books had just come out and there wasn't a lot of stuff and people were wanting to experiment so my thought was hey your options are either if you're at dot two for an ability uh, your options are either you can rebuy anything from the first dot or the second dot again at the cost of that level, or when you buy your third dot, you can buy down, mm-hmm. whichever you want to do. I kind of left that up to interpretation, and that house rule actually worked out pretty well, shockingly. Nobody got too OP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially when the books first came out, there were some I just wasn't interested in as using as a character. Like there, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the kiss where like lingering kiss. Yeah. Lingering Mm -hmm. kiss. Mm -hmm. Like just, I didn't find that interesting at the time. That was the only option for one of the tiers. And I was just like, I don't want that ability. I will never use it. It's a hole in my sheet. So instead I bought down this other two dot and I believe lingering kiss is three dots. No, lingering kiss is two dots, but I gave you the option of either you can buy level one again. That's what I did. Yeah. So I had both level ones instead of. Yeah. Yeah, Or if you want to buy level two and have that second level one dot as your option. So basically you made the discipline more powerful, but it has more of an uh, XP cost to do that. Or it's like, if you don't want to waste the XP, because this is not discipline you care that much, but you want to have that other, the utility of the other first level dot. I was like, you just buy the first level dot again. Yeah. 
So, so I would it's do, cheaper. I would do that. And then I would also, like, if your players just want to do stuff from Old World, compare it to stuff in the current book and then give it an effective cost or, like, maybe fix it a little bit. Uh, I feel like this is... The thing is, this is an issue you're not going to get with new players. Uh, I really haven't seen a new player who's looked at the books and been like, this is not enough, or I want to do more. They might have new creative ideas of things that they might like, or they may be like, I'm on my fifth Gangrel. I want to do Gangrel, but a little different. Then you might recommend Storyteller Bald or looking at some of the old ones. But this is definitely an issue for new, for not for new players, but for people who've played these games for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, I would say like you're probably experienced enough players to use them maturely and like not power game too much and still make it interesting for the story and do what you want. So at that point, I think my answer is really just do what you want, but try and be reasonable about it. Um, I've always, like, as a storyteller or game master or whatever, um, always been kind of in that camp of, like, you can kind of do whatever you want. But my biggest rule about it is, like, I think I'm using the correct vocabulary. The onus of, like, knowledge about what you're trying to do is on you as a player. Like, if you want to, if we're playing D&D and you want to pull some weird sorcerer subclass from, like, a book that wasn't published but was available to the public 20 years ago mm-hmm. that's cool but like you need to come to me and explain how it works you i don't want you to expect me to go and hunt down that book and do the research and learn how it works in the game mm-hmm. um so uh, you know not to be i hope this doesn't sound like a jerk but you as a player it's kind of your responsibility to do most of the work before you bring it to your storyteller or bring it to your storyteller and say, hey, I would like a little bit of help doing the work on this. This is what I have so far. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, don't, I just don't think that you should put it on your storyteller to, to figure it out for you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Unfortunately, if you are not in a position to or not prepared to do these extra works, stick with the core books because it is going to get messy. I mean, this is a story setting first, uh, combat and everything second. So I think there is room for all this old stuff and new inspiration and anything like that but you just got to put a little effort into it yeah um yeah but yeah i think overall it's like if you have an idea and you think it's cool and it works within the preview of what you already have just ask and see if you can get away with it do the thing if not um there there are some third party options now that are looking pretty good but i haven't delved into it too deeply myself so yeah yeah, and I have one more. Ooh. Um, for time-wise, I'm going to do one more. We had some we didn't get to, yeah. and we'll do another mailbag. So if you have more questions, feel free to send us. But this is one oh, more yeah. from Andreas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asks, um, I was listening to one of your older episodes today on the train. Uh, you mentioned that Swan Song and Blood Hunt were coming out, but I can't recall if there was any aftermath of your feelings uh, towards any of those. Uh, technical aspect is one thing, but were there any highlights or lowlights of the lore characters, um, or if it just made you want Bloodlines 2 even more? Ah. Bloodlines 2 even more. That last option. Yeah, because I don't usually play on PC that much, and I haven't got a next-gen console, so I can't play Swan Song. They, even though I think on console they're locked to 30 frames per second, they were just like, nah, we're not doing them on last-gen consoles, so I'm like... I haven't touched it, so... Yeah, I I think the meta plot for uh, Blood Hunt is interesting because, one, it's a just a free-for-all in Prague, which is bananas, mm-hmm. and does tie into some of the stuff within the Cults of the Blood Cods books because I know there's stuff in Prague for that. Uh, 
I know that there's supposed to be a lot of really, if you can, if you can take the time to not be doing a murder in the blood hunt game, there is a bunch of interesting lore stuff that people can find in Easter eggs and stuff. Uh, so if I had the time to sit and play the game more, I would just be spending my time looking for those eggs and not initiating a combat. <laughs> no. I think my biggest problem with Blood Hunt is it is a, I would say, very difficult um, ended um, Battle Royale style game. Like, I think it's it's definitely more difficult than, like, your Fortnites or um, PUBGs. I feel like it's, it's because of the amount of abilities and stuff, it really does become very difficult to learn. Um, and also, like, those are not my favorite style of games. Uh, so I bounced off of it a little bit i think i put i tried i think i put like maybe 15 hours into it um and there is lore in like the hub world and it's going somewhere interesting and there's stuff but personally for me it's the kind of game where i i'm just gonna wait till someone makes like a 30 minute lore explained video Mm -hmm. and yeah i uh I do have plans to play Swan Song, unfortunately, because of I have to adult and survive in a world of capitalism while also like going back to university and shit. I have not had the time to uh, sit down and actually play Swan Song. And because of the different character choices, that's a game I'm going to have to sink time into because you're going to have to play through it multiple times. It's kind of like the story games that they have. Yeah, it's, uh, it's basically a point and click adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I fucking, fucking love point and click. I fucking love that shit. Uh, but mm. that might be a, if I can get my shit together after the new years, if people are interested in me doing a stream series for that, maybe, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued in it and I'm hoping that the Bloodlines 2 people have taken the lessons from the disaster that was the cyberpunk game and are using their time wisely to, uh, make something that is going to be worthy of everybody's time and energy. Cyberpunk was worth everybody's time and energies. No, it is. After the fact. No. Well, no, here's the thing. Cyber... You just have to play on a correct console. Yeah. PC. The, uh, well, the issue. Pro did fine. I, I, I wish that the, uh, CD Projekt Red guys did not acquiesce to the public screeching. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And demanding for the game. I totally agree. And, mm-hmm. and everybody that was like, oh my God, they released a game that was still all these issues. I'm like, yeah, because you guys wouldn't shut the fuck up. That yeah. was my, that was my scream into the void. That's the biggest mm-hmm. scream into the void of the internet that I've had in a while. Yeah. Was when everybody was like, oh, we're going to start, you know, canceling our pre-orders. And there were talks of lawsuits and shit like that toward CD Projekt Red. They were like, okay, fine. And they get laid it out. And then everyone was like, we're going to sue them because it's bad. And I was like, fuck off. When you have five pushbacks in the date and then you're just like, we need more. And they're just like, we can't. You just give them as many as they want. Just be like. Fuck it. Take your time. Just make sure it. Make sure the cars don't make flaming Jenga towers yeah. because your car's driving it's, too fast. Video games are too big. Video games are too big these days, and video games are also now multi multi person creative art projects. And art projects take time, and they are done when they are done. And unfortunately, there's millions of very entitled people on the internet that do not fucking understand that and fuck them. I will say the biggest thing that like CD Projekt Red did um, wrong on Cyberpunk is I think that they made a lot of promises that mm-hmm. like the technology of computing we have right now could probably not keep up with very well, mm-hmm. at least to the public, no. unless I, you're yeah. you know, building supercomputers. I think they overhyped and over-merchandised it too early. Yeah, I don't think they should have been selling fucking bobbleheads at Target two years before the game actually came out. Probably. I think 
I know, I bet it was investors being like, do it, get money. I don't know their business structure or anything like that. But like, personally, like by the time the game came out, I was a little sick of seeing like the merchandise and stuff. I'm not going to buy that before the fucking game comes out. So by that point, it's like, I don't, I don't want a fucking poster. I'm also not the guy who buys Funko Pops or any of that kind of shit. But like, to me in my brain, it almost became more of like a fucking like child's toy. Yeah as a series more than it was a game i would have just yeah. waited till the fucking edge runner series was done they were i they were working on it before the game came out i would have just put them out at the same time or like closer to each other let them take like their covid extra year or two and would have been perfect for everybody the sh- the game's blowing up again because the tv show came out mm-hmm. oh uh just bringing up an issue which was uh, yeah i said swan song i meant blood hunt yeah oh, okay. no i'm pretty sure everybody could tell from context oh, clues because yeah. i was like battle exactly. royale game that they're like yeah. uh because you can play swan song on fucking everything i could play it on my phone right now if i wanted to hell yeah uh but yeah uh, cyberpunk unfortunately became a uh, victim of the system that it is actively critiquing <laughs> it like literally <laughs> cyberpunk right. is accidentally a multi-layer art piece of a <laughs> cyberpunk genre media and literature piece metatextually as well as textually which i makes it much more endearing to me and i'm kind of glad that that's the game that that exploded on Mm -hmm. because i'm like oh this just proves the point of the genre like like quadfold over in ways that are just kind of brilliant oh my god they did it on purpose they might have done it on purpose (laughs) cd project red is actually the best game program i am a fucking genius (laughs) but that's partially why i'm kind of glad that the bloodlines 2 team have just like pulled everything back and they're like look we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna work on things quietly and we'll give you little updates when we got them and i'm like that's fine I'd rather you guys pay your workers, not do crunch, mm-hmm. uh, not uh, do a molestation, uh-huh. and uh, make a thing that everyone's going to enjoy at the end. Yep. I mean, it's never going to come out, but that's fine. <laughs> no, it, it will. Just give it time. It's cursed. There's it's, whole it's YouTube being, videos talking about how it's, it's cursed being, and it's never coming it's out. It's being made by vampires, and they have all of the time, and we are <laughs> but mere mortals, mm-hmm. and they don't understand. Look, guys, we're, we will die. Please let us play it before that. <laughs> Go on. Oh, I was going to say one last thing on Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah. It started as a tabletop game. It's created by Mike Pondsmith, uh, mm-hmm. who still works on the franchise today. He didn't work much on the video games. I think he, he approved the story, but I don't think he wrote it. Yeah. Um, could be wrong there. But when people talk about like the tabletop game or the TV series or the game and stuff, keep him in mind. I've seen so many stories being like, created by CG Project Red or like created by like no. Al- or Art Halsorian Games who was like their publisher but like it's created by Mike Pondsmith uh, especially as like a like vocal black creator in the tabletop community like he did it not any of these other people he's the guy you should be interviewing and he's cool or- as fuck. I was about to say Johnny yeah, cool Silverhands was like the main character from like the fucking beginning this is like their their tentpole telling their story it, they didn't just randomly go ah Keanu Reeves with bitching ass fucking hands and a cool ass gun they were like no this dude's been in cyberpunk since i actually i actually have one of the og cyberpunk game boxes hell yeah Yeah, it's great it's a great system it's a good time but yeah no uh uh, considering how much people in the community are like we need to listen to poc creators and i'm like y'all are real bad at it then stop erasure motherfucker (laughs) right give the give the man his flowers give the man his flowers yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure like a lot of those main characters were just 
characters from him and his friends game when they're playing it yeah. i'm pretty sure like johnny silverhand was originally just a friend of his character that got put in the books and then and expanded it, on he's a cool ass character and they were like hmm they're having trouble listening to pocs back in the day but i've made him a hot white rocker <laughs> well no. i bet they'll listen to him now no it's just you know people are allowed to, to make pretty much whatever character they want within the bounds of respect and reason mm-hmm. i might cut that because i don't think that was his character, so I think Johnny Silverhand may have always been white. But no. yeah, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Just because I want to get that fact straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, for sure. But yeah, yeah. So uh, I am excited for Bloodlines too. Whenever things happen, and I hopefully will be able to organize a Sarah gets drunk and plays one song and screams. Yeah, and if not, hopefully we at least someday get our weird Duke Nukem Forever world where the um. The weird beta version releases and you, we at least get to see what the fuck it was supposed to be. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. I I would love... I'm just hoping when Bloodlines comes out, they have all the clans instead of like in Bloodlines 1s where it's like, hi, find a mod so you can play the other clans. You want to play any of the Sabat ones or any of the independents? I mean, mod time. My my mm-hmm. issue with that idea, I think, though, is like... I guess with, with modern video games, you get a fuck ton of options. But yeah. like when Bloodlines came out, I don't think that most computers or or the technology was available to have effective clans for all of them. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot to ask for game devs to come up with storylines that were that in depth. Yeah. For thirteen clans straight out of the gate in two thousand four. Yeah. And honestly, I don't. I think it's a lot to ask for dev teams to do that even now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's thirteen wholly different um, storylines, and the way games are developed now, it's like each of those storylines have to have like 12 endings because you're going to have to have, you know, choice altering world things. I don't think there was much difference in playing the different, the only real clan that made a difference in playing bloodlines is if you played a Nosferatu. No, Malkavians had a completely different. Yeah. Malkavians had a way different thing too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Malkavians had a thing where like the TV would talk to you and you can go inside the TV and all sorts of crazy shit. I'm going to play Bloodlines again as a You really do. Yeah. It's fun. It's my favorite. It's so fun. It was my favorite. I said again, I've played. And uh, the mod community for the first Bloodlines game is amazing. They need to put this like big in the description. You can still buy Bloodlines on Steam and like do all this. FYI, you have to get a non-official patch to be able to play it on modern computers because everybody doesn't know that it was designed for a 32-bit system and systems are now 64-bits. Oh, uh, interesting note. If you buy it on GOG, Good Old Games, which mm-hmm. is actually owned by uh, the people who put out Cyberpunk, uh, CD Projekt Red, they run that. Um, it comes with the fan patch Fuck pre-installed. Yes. Oh, cool. um, and yes. then I believe you can wibbly-wobbly computer time stuff there. You can set it up to either just be the core game as intended, mm. but they fixed it and make it work. They've also gone back and talking to and working with the original devs are now going and re-adding all the stuff that was cut for time mm-hmm. and new content back into the game. Dope. And you can turn that on too. Um, that's really up to you as a first-time player or as someone returning what you want. But that's cool. I thought that's really cool it's gotten it that far. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dope. So, yeah, any other wrap-up final questions? Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Paralyzed, for the oh, soundtrack. Oh, I had one. Oh, you had one? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had one. You have a question? Yeah, if an evil wizard was going to curse you, but you got to choose between these two curses, which would you choose? Which? Every single day, your your hair grew between three and four feet. Mm-hmm. So you stay, you know, you don't cut it for two days, and you have like... Eight feet of hair. Eight feet of hair. Um, or every single day, your toenails grow between one and two inches. Oh, the hair. 
Hair. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Hair. hair. You can donate that to a cancer ward. I'm. I would be afraid that it would snap my neck because it's heavy. Because of the very quick increase in weights. As somebody who cuts their own hair like all the time regularly, I'm like that. I can manage that. That's fine. Actually, to take it back to the theme of the show, if you had like seven feet of hair as a vampire. Every time you woke up, or at least every time you healed, you would have seven feet of hair on yeah, you. Yeah, that'd again. be rough. Mm-hmm. That'd be rough. Oops, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it. That's. I wish more storytellers and players would play with that just trope because I think it's funny mm-hmm. to be like, okay, this is how you look like when you died, and if you change it every day, like that's fine. But if you do any kind of healing, it's back. <laughs> I'm no. not. I'm not going to say what it was, but if you want to go look at the old world editions and go look at the now Prince of Chicago's haircut <laughs> in that old world. <laughs> he had some very interesting hairstyles based on, you know, it was the style at the time. Yep. Yeah. Somebody who has memories from around then. Ooh, buddy. That shit was fire. Good it stuff. Was, hell yeah, flat tops. Anyways, thank you, Paralyzed, for your music. You guys are dope. Yeah. They're yeah. on Bandcamp. They do good stuff. Yes. And we are also online. We have a Discord where all these questions came from uh-huh. tonight. Um, we have a spot if you want to join, hang out, ask us some questions. There are always people active. Uh, hang out, talk about Vampire, talk about other tabletop games, talk about uh, pretty much anything at this point. Give me uh, your Sky Tax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, a Patreon, and there are some special roles and places in the Discord for our patrons, but the majority of it is free to everyone who wants to join Hang On Our Community. So um, yeah, check us out there. We're also on the Twitter at Blank Bodies Pod. Well, we will see how long that lasts. Yeah, we. I know. There's talks about Twitter. We're just on Blank Body Blank uh, underscore Bodies. That's Twitter is Blank underscore Bodies. We'll see how long that lasts. Hopefully, uh, look, I enjoy watching a man speed run becoming a millionaire. Yeah, well, no, speed run <laughs> fucking losing a business. Hell yeah. God. I f- but yeah, we also have Instagram at Blank Bodies Pod, Hunter uh, Post Glitch Art, and also we have postings on there. Um, we do have a TikTok at uh, Blank Bodies Podcast. I, I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I've been neglecting you babies. I will try to get on there and uh, do a clock app. Yeah, it's been a little while since I posted some glitch art. I might do that. Yeah, give me the mm-hmm. glitch art. Can. That's I can great. Sh- let me share it with the baby boomer zoomer kids. The kids love seizures. Oh, hell yeah. I can give them seizures. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, the- <laughs> let's see. For legal reasons, no, we will not. Well, you know. Right. Um, yeah, we've been, we joked about making a Tumblr, um, we might we, actually have to do that now. We joked about making uh, whatever that new social media people thought was going to be cool. Um, what? There's when people got when people thought Musk was going to buy Twitter the first time. They started going it was like Rhino or something. Oh, I have no idea about that. I know Jack Dorsey is in the betas for Blue Sky, so we'll update that when we get that. Yeah, so who knows? The world's a nightmare. Hang out on Discord. It's the only one that's semi-acceptable. Um, we prefer if you're 18 and up. Um, just because those are the rules for Discord. Um, so if you're a younger listener, I apologize, but get the fuck out till you turn eighteen. We don't want. Yeah, go it's to gonna jail. get real weird. We're gonna go. I don't want to go to jail. Your parents are not gonna fucking like us. No, I will, I will talk to you about a communism and an anarchy. Mm. <laughs> they will be upset. <laughs> <laughs> we I say the f word. They're gonna be upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. But if you're you're a fan of ours, and but if you're a listener of ours and you're not 18, feel free to join us on other social medias. You can also email us at um, 
blankbodies at gmail.com. Uh, I'll take questions there if you don't ha- use the Discord or if um, you want to suggest ideas for episodes, you want to give us feedback, you'd like to come on the interview series I do. Yeah, if you got like a project you're working on and you want to share it, if it's gaming or spooky related, we are happy to talk about it because community is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, if you're a real vampire. Yeah, we still up. we still have not interviewed a just vampire yet. Trying, man. They just keep going on Ugh. like they're not. It, I'm not, and we need to interview one. Right. Yes. So we do an interview with Sarah. No, I'm not a vampire. How dare you? How dare you? Do we have anything else? I think uh, that's... If you like us, give us money. Yeah, yeah that's help true. support yeah. the show. We have upgraded equipment. We are continuing to try and increase the quality of the show. Uh, I think we have some goals of, at least I do, of trying to get to the point where there's some ancillary research books I would like to actually afford to buy. <laughs> To help improve mm-hmm. the quality of the show and the info we're giving and hopefully improve your gaming at your table as well by proxy. Yeah. yeah. We have a goal right now is if we can hit 500 a month, we're going to make this a weekly show. I know we're working our way there, but it's important to have goals and we'll try and flex and do that. Yeah. Um, so if, if we hit that goal, we can actually afford to take the time off to do a show a week instead of three a month. So one of which being a bonus episode. Yes. Uh, We've talked about all kinds of stuff. Um, If we get to that, maybe we start our own little chronicle and we have a game session a month and then do two mains in a bonus. Uh, We'll see when we get there Uh, that we, you, you guys listen to us. So you'll have to tell us what you'd want to see. Um, We've also, uh, I mentioned last episode, but we are still in the initial planning phases of doing some sort of charity stream Mm -hmm. this December. Um, So if you have ideas, uh, pelt them at us. Uh, yeah, we've we're got, fucking morons. We've we've gotten some good <laughs> feedback already, and we really enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. We've also talked about just doing streaming in general and how we want to approach that. So you know, all these are things that we appreciate um, your feedback on. Give and, input, please. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and then these two, Sarah and James, are over on Lanyap Gaming. They have uh, they do some actual games there. Uh, and I have a little podcast called Confession Cam, where we talk about reality tv shows um and the good news is we're almost done with the kardashians so we can do a show that people actually want to listen to people talk about um i i am excited for whenever you guys get to hoarders that's on the list i have some i have a really weird one um hell yeah it's the end of the episode maybe i should should i hint at what i'm doing what's what's Hmm. give us a nugget give us a nugget of tasty Uh, tasty, juicy gossip imagine if hd hgtv did a true crime show oh no is it oh no is it the is it the one i'm thinking is it It, is it oh no it might be but anyway anyways um, we gotta we gotta go i don't have any projects you guys can do except for get on the discord and sometimes watch me be really bad at video games you do do a vermintide i do do a vermintide every Uh, once in a while and a deep rock all right uh, well uh bye-bye goodbye 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 so long